Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Zone podcast for Wednesday, July 22nd. S&P futures are for sale. They're off about 20 points. That is 65 basis points. The major European indices are trading off about a percent. Cyclicals are underperforming in Europe. So autos, basic resources, banks, energy are lagging. And Asia was a little bit more mixed. There were a few pockets of green, including mainland China, which saw small gains, although Hong Kong was hit relatively hard. The Hang Seng was down over 2%. So in terms of macro news this morning, you know nothing super dramatic, but a couple of items are in focus. So the US-China relationship is getting a lot of attention. There was a headline a couple of hours ago about how Washington is forcing China to close its consulate in Houston. Um, you know, I This strikes me as a relatively minor development. I think the US... Uh, watch the U.S. Chinese relationship is extremely strained. I think this is just one more example of how tense that relationship has become. So it doesn't really strike me as being super incremental, but that is being cited as one of the key reasons why you're seeing some selling in Europe and the U.S. There are a bunch of other headlines as well that kind of fit into that same theme. You're going to see um, the Senate Foreign Relations Committee today introduce legislation that would give the White House new tools to curb China's controversial practices. Um, there were talks out of the Pentagon about how they're repositioning certain troops in Asia so that they could be better positioned to confront China. Um, so, you know, a lot of kind of U.S.-China tension headlines this morning that is certainly not helping sentiment. But like I said, um, you know, that that relationship has been very, very, very strained for months now, at least. Um, and today it is just kind of more of the same, in my view. Um, on the earnings front, the numbers out of the U.S. last night were pretty decent overall. So you had a lot of examples um, you know, Texas Instruments was was a notable one. Um, Best Buy and Beyond, had, I'm, I'm sorry, Best Buy had an upside pre-announcement. And there were a couple of other examples too. Um, you know, you're not seeing huge rallies in, in a lot of those names. I think part of it is a function of, you know, the, a big reason why you're seeing such huge upside is, is that companies um, provided guidance back in April for Q2 to the extent they gave guidance at all. That was obviously the peak of the pandemic. So the guidance was very conservative at that time. Um, and you really haven't seen street estimates rise over the last few months as conditions have improved. And this is kind of what you've seen in economic data as well, um, you know, throughout May and June, where you've seen a, some decent upside prints versus expectations. A lot of that is just a function of forecast being, um, you know, overly conservative. So, you know, that was one of the Texas instruments was probably the biggest highlight last night. Much better than print forecast for the quarter, much better guidance. Um, you know, the stock only rallied a little bit. I think part of that is because, like I said, expectations were higher than the print forecast suggests. Keep in mind, you've had, um, you recently had upside pre-announcements out of analog devices and Maxim. Those are two of Texan's biggest competitors. And then on the call too, Texas talked about how some of their customers could be building excess inventory, just provide some, uh, you know, some supply chain stability. So that's obviously nothing um, that, you know, semiconductor investors never want to hear about higher levels of inventory in the supply chain. So I think that's weighing, that's why the stock is not rallying as much as anticipated. Um, you know, also too, and I sent around a lot of this, um, I sent around an update yesterday and then I have some more examples in the piece today. You know, you're hearing a lot of anecdotes if you kind of go through the conference calls from a lot of companies that there has been a moderation, a stalling, a plateauing in economic momentum 
um, in the final weeks of June and so far into July, coinciding with the increase in COVID cases that you've seen. You know, you're not seeing a full reversal by any means at all. Um, it's more of a plateauing and a stalling. So I think that's one other factor that's giving people some hesitancy about really kind of bidding up stocks on some huge upside figures for Q2. And then, you know, finally, just the market really is trading on 2021 earnings. So no one's really basing their forecast, uh, you know, multiples, et cetera, on 2020. So the question is, are you going to see 2021 forecast shift dramatically? Um, you know, again, I think bulls are penciling in a 170 figure for next year. The print forecast has been in the low 160s, but that's actually been bleeding lower. So the top down consensus for next year is actually in the high 150s. Um, so again, I think that's a reason why you know you're seeing people kind of fade somewhat. This uh, some of the earnings reports that we've been seeing. There were two um, disappointments last night. Capital One being the notable example, and then and then Snap as well. Although Snap's income statement was fine, it was more just the user figures. Um, so that's on the earnings front. For out of Europe, this one nothing too dramatic. There was a negative print out of a uh, French auto parts manufacturer, Vallejo. That's one of the factors um, weighing on Eurozone autos, but nothing too dramatic on the earnings front in Europe. Um, on the fiscal stimulus front in the US, it's very much more of the same. So I have, you know, I have a big update it's as far as kind of where things stand. You can read that for the latest. The Republicans are still not reached a consensus on what they want to see in the bill. So they, that needs to happen first before negotiations can can take place with Democrats. You know, I think you are very likely to see that six hundred dollar federal unemployment benefit get cut probably in half. It looks like there will be another round of checks. Unclear if the checks will be going to the same amount of people as before. And then, you know, there's still a big issue about state and local government funding. You know, that's going to be a huge factor if state and local governments do not receive federal assistance. They're going to have to start slashing jobs. Um, you know, so I think you're still looking that as far as timing, it looks like early August is probably the best case, just because, like I said, Republicans first have to reach an agreement on what they want, and then they can present a unified front to Democrats and negotiate. Um, on COVID, it's it's more of the same. So more of the same in terms of U.S. figures. You know, you can argue that certain states that had been seeing parabolic increases um, are starting to level off a little bit. The numbers are still very elevated. You're just not seeing the, the you know the dramatic spikes. Um, you know, Trump held his press conference last night. It was probably one of the most normal press conferences that he's given in a very long time. Um, he made a comment about how he expects the the pandemic to get worse before it gets better. That I don't think that's really anything. Um, I think that's been pretty obvious now for the last several weeks. Um, so that as far as it's politics, no new polls out as far as kind of the race. Um, you know, I will say that if if Trump's press conferences going forward are very similar to what he did last night. Um, I think that will be be very beneficial for him politically. So, you know, it's a question of he's given kind of three major media appearances now over the last week. Um, He had a Rose Garden appearance last week, and then he had that Fox interview on Sunday over the weekend. And then last night, um, you know, if if the press conference, uh, press conferences and media appearances going forward are similar to last night, I think that'll be, like I said, very beneficial for him politically. And that could tighten the race a little bit, Um, but obviously remains to be seen. Um, And that is is for the most part, everything uh, this morning, um, you know, my views on the market, again, um, you know, you have this amazing tech momentum. You saw a little bit of profit taking yesterday in that space. Um, you know, I think people are very indecisive right now. There's a lot of wariness about chasing tech higher. There's there's a ton of skepticism about rotating into cyclical value stocks. There's been so many head fake rallies in that group. Um, so people are kind of frozen, I think, right now. 
you know, you are seeing these signs of, of a plateauing in the momentum on the growth and earnings front. You are seeing kind of this, you know, stimulus is still on an absolute basis, incredibly supportive, but it is growing less intense at the margin. Um, you know, again, the EU fund yesterday that they approved is not as powerful as the original one was envisioned. You are going to see a fiscal cliff in the US. It's just a question of how big it's going to be. There was an article today about how the PBOC in China is pausing its monetary accommodation um, in terms of providing more stimulus. Um, you have you know very elevated valuations, um, you know, et cetera. And I think too, the market is also becoming a little bit more realistic when it comes to vaccines. Um, just again, you've seen, you know, as far as just the logistics about, you know, if, if you require two shots or two doses per person, now you have to manufacture double the amount you thought before. What's the duration of the vaccines? Are you going to overcome skepticism for the vaccines as far as actually getting people to take it, et cetera? So I think for all these reasons, your fundamental risk reward is still very unappealing. Um, you know, but again, the tech momentum is, is you know, providing uh, a huge area of support for the overall market. Uh, looking into today's session, the only big events on the calendar are earnings. Um, this morning, Biogen is probably the only major one. Uh, and then after the close, you get a bunch, including Chipotle, CSX, uh, Discover, Financial, Microsoft, obviously with the big one, uh, and Tesla too, are all after the bell. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.